Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Home Alone podcast. Uh, the Home Alone cast is what we're going to call this. Um, and uh, seeing that it's the 30th anniversary of this great film, we're going to kick this uh, podcast off the best way I know how. We're going to do a screening of Home Alone 1, which is from 1990, which means it's 30 years old this year. Yes, that's right. Our favorite movie of the holiday season is officially... 30 years old. Don't you feel old? Anyhow, uh, some fun facts about the movie. It was uh, directed by Chris Columbus, written by John Hughes, stars Macaulay Culkin, Daniel Stern, and Joe Pesci, among other great uh, amount of people. So uh, without uh, further ado, we're going to cover some fun facts. I'm going to go through thoughts and how I felt watching the movie, um, what I remember as a kid. And basically, uh, you know, just all sorts of fun stuff. It's like your own personal commentary with my voice of nerdism and pop culture uh, coming into effect. And as I said, we're going to pop up some facts here and there. So as I said, sit back and relax. You won't have the audio from the movie here on the podcast. Uh, So just pop in either the DVD or start streaming here. And uh, that way you can kind of keep in tune with the uh, commentary I'm going to supply uh, during the movie. So, yeah, as I said, you won't hear any of the sound effects or uh, any of the movie through this podcast, but you'll hear it uh, when you're watching it at home. So either turn it up really loud or tune me out or whatever. However you're listening to this, uh, as I said, we're going to have fun. So tis the season to watch this and after the movie... Uh, I'll go into more uh, stuff about our podcast and what's to be expected in your future. All right, guys. So we're going to count this down in three, two, one. Start the movie. Uh, Now, the 20th Century Fox, I mean, granted, it is an old film. um, And granted, Disney now owns 20th Century Fox and... 20th century films is what they're calling it. Um, wonder if it's going to be changed over to Disney eventually, like on their streaming platform. All right, opening credits. Yeah. Oh, I miss John Hurd. He played the dad. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, she never seems to age whatsoever. Home Alone. So we've got John Williams' classic score. I think he won an Academy Award for... uh, somewhere in my memories and uh, obviously like you could listen to this score anytime and kind of pinpoint the movies ah the McAllister house I could never understand why they were doing the sword fighting on the stairs (laughs) <laughs> it's 
Joe Pesci should just like start swearing at him. Am I here to amuse you? Yeah. See, in the near future, I want to have a house like this that's just decorated in red and green. So it's Christmas all year round. Sorry if I sniffle throughout the uh, movie. Fighting off allergies in a nice little cold. Micro machines. It's hard to believe in the year 2020 that they're uh, actually coming back. <laughs> it's like something I would say with the uh, dry worm guts. Leave a seven-year-old to pack a suitcase. Sure, it would be uh, pretty horrible. No underwear, very little <clears throat> correct clothing. Never realized his outfit was literally like a costume rental. Like, doesn't even have the official badges on it. Here's a really fun fact. So, we we touched on it earlier with the 20th Century Fox. <clears throat> in the uh, great docu-series on Netflix called uh, The Movies That Made Us, they cover this in Home Alone. The movie was actually a Warner Brothers movie. Um, and it was going a little more over budget than Warner Brothers wanted to spend. So... Uh, they were originally going to shut it down. And so John Hughes and Chris Columbus and all them went to uh, 20th Century Fox and says, hey, you know, would you guys want to take over this film? They said, well, we really can't do that unless, uh, what is it, uh, Warner Brothers gives up the rights, kind of basically tries to turn around or sells them the rights or gives them the rights. And so... Uh, Right before, right after Christmas break, every break, everybody came back, and Warner Brothers has said, "Nope, we're done with the film. We're going around the different uh, parts of the campus because pretty much a lot of the film, or the majority of the end of the film, was shot around a uh, high school campus, which is basically what they used for their offices and production offices. And the gym of that was actually used for the flooded part at the end of the movie. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyways, they turned around the movie." and gave it to 20th Century Fox and got the money they needed. Holiday movies don't 
fare well when it comes to box office occasionally, but for some strange reason, this movie did. Um, so that's why it's been around and stood the test of time for 30 years. Old Man Marty, the Shovel Slayer, uses the salt to dissolve the bodies. freaking love Buzz. He reminds me of my brother. My brother is, uh... That's, that's how he used to kind of treat me as a... a kid, I felt, but... since then we've kind of grown closer. <laughs> oh, man, look how... Fake that snow looks. Ugh. Sorry, I just... I, that always bugged me. Little Nero's Pizza and... Clink! <laughs> I just love that it was the running joke in the entire, like... Movie. Like this. And then the, uh... Then the... What is it, the... The moving, not the moving man, the airport man. Oh, look at little Kieran Culkin. <laughs> Fun fact about this guy that plays the pizza man, uh, he made more money than John Candy did on the film. John Candy did it, like, I think for scale or something like that. But uh, this dude actually made more money because he actually spent more time and had more lines on the uh, movie than John Candy. And John Candy was only in the movie for a day. He kind of uh, basically did it as a favor. Now this house, okay, we kind of, we kind of know what Kevin's mom does later on the film with the mannequins and all that. She's a fashion designer, um, which is, I think, one of the reasons they were able to afford such a nice house, but nobody knows what the dad does. I feel like he does uh, stock trading. There's a really dark uh, rumor that <laughs> that Uncle Frank uh, basically put a hit on the uh, Kevin to get the insurance money because he's practically going bankrupt and broke. He does need to go easy on the Pepsi. He wets the bed.
Now, what a lot of people don't realize is where the, the soda and where the milk falls on the tickets. The one ticket that ends up in the trash with the napkins is none other than Kevin's. So that's how he uh, accidentally gets left at home. Look what you did, you little jerk. Ah, man, that just brought back memories of my uncle and my dad. Not that they would say that to me, but, like, if I acted like that, then, I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, shut up, Pete. Go find your other brother, Pete. Yes, I'm that old. That's the kid from Pete and Pete. As I watch the movie, I wear a uh, gray shirt that I got from Amazon that says OK Plumbing, which is uh, the van that the Wet Bandits drive around. And the Wet Bandits are the bad guys, of course. Um, and it says, uh, for all your flood control, or call your flood control experts. Which is funny, because it's a plumbing van, wet bandits. Their calling card is leaving the water on. Man, the 90s had some horrible style. Still great style, but horrible style. Those earrings and tucked in flannel shirt to, you know, jeans with a belt. Afraid of the fireplace in the basement, but not so much the one in the bedroom, the, the heater. Man, I love this music. Sorry. Storm comes, blows the Santa down the street, and breaks a branch, and just second and knocks down the power line. And we're out of power. Four thirty in the morning, man. Here comes a rain joke with the uh, 
<laughs> the statue. Now, the great thing is, is there's going to be a Lego set coming out next year uh, based off of this movie. And uh, hopefully they've kept the idea of the statue uh, as part of the set because that's one of my favorite things when it was on Lego Ideas. Sorry about the nasally man. Trying to fight it. I live in Arizona. We got a lot of trees that bloom and blossom during the winter months. Plus, it's gotten a little bit cooler. And as I mentioned earlier, it's fighting a nice head slash chest cold for about a week. And, uh, yeah, it's not fun. It's not the Rona. Thank goodness. God, this kid's annoying. I feel like he is kind of a knockoff of Chunk from uh, from the Goonies. Simply because that was another movie uh, that Chris Columbus, I know, had been part of, so might have been an integral reason of why they cast this kid because he reminds me a lot of Chunk ah oh, miss 35 millimeter cameras I wonder how far away they are from the, uh, the uh, airport is. Partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> so I don't know if you heard it. The guy said that the power is restored, but the phone lines are going to take a couple of days. Um... And since it's the holidays, that's why they weren't able to pretty much get a hold of him. Which is kind of a plot hole because at another house that the Whip Bandits are at, uh, McCallus just called them and it goes to their voice machine. Or their answering machine, sorry. This film is brought to you by American Airlines. Flying you away from your lost child or losing your child went on his way to Florida, but instead he lands in New York. Oh, I think they did forget something. I just love how there's a non-Christmas-like tree right by the, uh, the stairs. 
red and green. But sad as my hair used to look like that back in the day when I would get up. Now I'm bald. I always thought the kitchen counters were green. Huh. They're actually blue. Even have Christmas uh, Christmas oven mitts out. They go all out for the holidays. House seems like it was almost designed by the Griswolds, which is another John Hughes nod. Put it in your purse. Put it in your purse. So much spiders, I just pass. You know, and it's really ironic that this is such a pop culture Christmas movie, but yet there's no ornaments based off the movie. I mean, you can buy some, I'm sure, on Etsy or one of those sites that you know people make stuff but there's no officially licensed uh ornaments uh, i mean i well i guess during the second one with the two turtle doves there kind of was but that was an ornament company that already made those i think we should all get together and band together and write to hallmark or tell hallmark they need to get the home alone license especially since it's owned by disney now should be a shoe-in Sorry. The furnace that's scary. And that actually was scary as a kid. I think I was like five or six when this movie came out. So, I mean, that was a little scary. But, uh, yeah, no, they need to make ornaments. I mean, we've got the Funko Pops. We've got the Bobbleheads. A couple years ago, we finally got a board game based off of it. I mean, it's not that hard of an idea.
love how those are all pickups. And yes, they did recreate most of this in the Google ad. Hopefully, hopefully my Google doesn't go off on my phone. But they did uh, the uh, the Hey Google ad with uh, Macaulay Culkin and him recreating a lot of these scenes. Oh, buzz your girlfriend, woof. Oh. <laughs> oh, I used to do that crap to my brother. <laughs> Woof. Oh. That poor kid. He is the art department's kid. And they didn't want to use a girl because they thought it would scar her for life if uh, if she did that be known like that for 30 years yet that young man took a hit for all of us and dressed up as a girl and forever will be known as Buzz's girlfriend Woof. I feel like that BB would have just like demolished part of that <laughs> spatula Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen, and then this movie. It's a weird combination. It's me, Snakes. I love that these uh, old movies are actually created for the film. I always thought it was like an old movie. I'm like, where did they find this? You know, why? Because this is before YouTube and all that. Like, so. Like, how have I never heard of these old films? How have my parents not watched them? And then finding out that they were specifically just created for the film is even funnier. I love movies within movies. If you see a lot of my uh, wardrobe for Christmas. You'll, you'll understand. One, two, ten. Like, one of my favorite shirts I have is uh, for a uh, movie within a movie called The Night the Reindeer Died, and that's from Scrooged, uh, which is a Richard Donner film. And hopefully, uh, on our other podcast, Super Near 2.0, we'll do a watch through of that and maybe even do a live, like, Twitch. Uh, viewing of that for uh, charity. But we're going to see how this goes. See how many listeners I get for this podcast. And by the way, today is December 1st, so this is how we're kicking off the holiday season. Uh, not that it's sponsored, but I did mention it earlier, the movies that made us. They actually have two episodes on... Uh, on what is it uh, Netflix of the holiday movies that made us and the two movies are covering that are Elf and The Nightmare Before Christmas so I plan to watch that today
Now, our next uh, podcast for the Home Alone cast will obviously be watching uh, Home Alone 2. So, uh, if you're enjoying this one, we'll have you pop in the DVD or the uh, uh, digital uh, version and do another watch through. Sorry, this is live. I'm not going to edit any of this. Uh, I always laugh because the door is nowhere near where he would exit. So if he were to go down the stairs, he would have just ran right into that wall. And the camera was facing a bush, not a tree, so that tree just came out of nowhere. like this could just be part of the Griswold universe. Oh. I love me some Marv. No. Oh, Daniel Stern is so brilliant in these movies. So is Pesci. Why that one house? I mean, I know it's huge. The thing is sold for like 2.4 like a mil. Buzz up. The Grinch. <laughs> Not even going to try. Okay, plumbing. Blood control specialists. Oh, wait, they got like what well, they got on their buckets and pipes.
Skedaddle. Wonder what thread count that is. Hmm. Irony there. It looks like the Chicago airport, but it's in French. Hmm. under there or? oh no I guess uh, it's still night <sighs> it's too bad that the house doesn't really look like that much anymore put a fence out front because I didn't want people to go on the property and I don't blame them ding 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 Old man Marley. And breaking the fourth wall for no reason. <laughs> Sergeant Balzac. <laughs> oh, he has been in like everything. <laughs> the piece of donut on the phone. <laughs> Such a stereotype there. Cop and Donut. John Hughes characters because he always gets these people that just could care less that answer the phone. I mean, we'll get the assistant uh, in Ferris Bueller. She's like, hello, you know, just a minute. 
And then also, uh, the, the rental car lady in, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, which hands down is one of my favorite Thanksgiving movies and one of my favorite John Candy movies. And I recommend if you haven't seen it to see it. Yeah, what about a private plane? She's so young there. She just has aged so well. If you haven't seen Shit's Creek, she's amazing in that. Great covers of songs from 80s, 90s. I mean, I what an era for holiday music and just music in general. Such a pretty house. Talking to himself, but breaking the fourth wall again. A lot of screaming. Who knew, who knew he would become well known for that? He did, but <laughs> Skyhook Basketball. Oh, he's old. All right, and here comes the worst looking version of Kevin. It's the stuntman. And that stuntman, I think, might even have been a woman. <laughs> Buzz is like. And there's, there's like a Ken Griffey card in there. That poor spider. Now this snow looks like it has either shaved ice or it could be the powdered, uh, powdered uh, potatoes or potato flakes or whatever they used yeah they used potatoes and cotton and ice to make all that
Silver tuna tonight. God. Silver tuna is not that expensive, I don't think. Fun fact about the pharmacy uh, that is now a uh, ice cream parlor. And. Uh, You would not want to get a toothbrush there now. It would just rot your teeth. <laughs> Those are some pretty badass boots. It's from where one of his victims tried to escape. Even the toothbrush is in a red, in, red box and it's green. Get him, Jimmy. He's seven. He didn't mean to do it. You could tell that he was afraid. Now, if you got the 20... Fifth anniversary uh, versions of the Blu-ray, um, and even I think a Funko Pop set. You can actually get the beanie that he wears in the movie. Um, it's quite a comfy beanie too, which is unusual to say. I'm a huge beanie aficionado um, or winter cap aficionado, so I've got quite a collection. That's one of the warmer ones. I don't think Chicago much looks like this anymore. <laughs> Good old Marv. Although, wouldn't... Like, okay, with all the snow and the way the weather hits in that uh, town, I, I would assume that uh, some of those pipes would uh, freeze or even that water would freeze. The wet bandits. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love those two. Or me, they would have probably not been paying attention too much and actually probably hit the kid. 
And that scene right there was shot in reverse. So the car was actually pulling away. <laughs> I would love to just see a series about these two, like all the different iterations of the bandits' uh, names they went through, like the wet bandits and obviously the sticky bandits and how they all led up to getting to Kevin's house and deciding that he was the one to uh, break into. Gorgeous church. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Hide. <laughs> I know I should be talking more during this movie, but I want you guys to enjoy it as much as I do. This is our first watch along. I'm sure I'll talk more about uh, the second one when we watch that. I'm I'm a fan of the first one. Uh, but the second one holds a special place because that's one of the ones I remember seeing with my dad and him just cracking up uh, just so much. And I can not relate to that one so much more. I just remember it more fondly. But I remember this one quite well. All right. So remember how I said his mom was a fashion designer? You look at some of the stuff going on. Look at some of the stuff in there. You'll see mannequins. So yeah, a bunch of mannequins. I'm assuming the Michael Jordan cutout is from Buzz's room. <laughs> Old
I feel like Jimmy Stewart in in French would be like, Alright, we are officially halfway through the movie. has something to do with it. Poor statue. That poor pizza guy. I wish you could get a pizza for eleven eighty. <laughs> Such a little jerk. lovely cheese pizza it's part of a promotion I think during the 25th uh, anniversary they actually had a contest where you could get a pizza delivered by a little Nero pizza or I think Uber Eats was doing it too
Now let's see if she's wearing the earrings and the ring and all that in the next time we see her. All that to get to your kid. And I completely understand that. Being a dad myself, I left my daughter at home. And it was the 90s. <laughs> and there was no such thing as like decent coverage or decent uh, cell phone service or decent cell phones. I totally would understand that. Big comfy bed. <sighs> Can't believe it's December already. I want to say this year went by fast, and it did, but it's been just a heck of a year. 2020 has not been the best year. So if you're watching this anytime past 2020, just keep in mind, podcasts was a lot of the uh, pastime during this year. Last Garmin. Tropicana is still around and still delicious. Stranger. Stranger Danger, big old thing back in the 90s and still today, but even more prominent in the 90s. And the bags break. There we go. Right on cue. Now this movie like the back of my hand. You know, there is not enough product placement in this entire movie. Not one bit. Not tied.
Face your fears, conquer them. I love how it kind of just plays off of uh, him getting the pizza from the night before because the movie's still in the VCR. <gasps> there we go. That was the only one curse word in the entire movie. I knew that they had let one slip in there. where it was where he dropped his uh shoe he said the uh we said shit <laughs> Tim That would demolish that pan and like that pan would be hopping around. <laughs> James, you filthy animal. Snakes. <laughs> we can all agree. The best part of the entire movie will be coming up soon which is where uh, Kevin says the traps and executes the traps and there's Elvis standing behind the lady in the white shirt. It's clearly not Elvis, but... There's been a long-standing rumor and a long-standing urban legend that that is Elvis. Kind of looks like him, but it's clearly not. And then good old John Candy. <laughs> Scranton, Missouri. 
Wow. Kenosha kickers. You listen to the music in the background on this one, it almost sounds like Harry Potter type music, which John Williams also did for the first two films. No, first three, I'm sorry. Polka, polka, polka. He improvised a lot of this stuff, which is just amazing. <laughs> He's going to rent us a big old van and it's a it's, I always laugh cuz it's a moving van. It's a Penske uh moving van, I believe. Polka bombs. going to be a tiny tree. <laughs> you know, for cutting a tree and from the backyard and it being kind of tiny that's uh he spruced it up pretty good and I wonder if he put it in the uh tree holder too I'm assuming because the tree is standing up but
No, I'm not. Ah, <laughs> uh, Marv's like scared of everything. Okay, sorry, it wasn't. It was a pin. It wasn't a Penske. It was a budget. Yet again, another product placement. If any of the uh, following product placement companies are uh, listening to this and like to sponsor our podcast, by all means, uh, just write to us. <laughs> and by us, I mean me, because I'm one of the only people hosting these. We'll eventually will have guests and more guest hosts and co-hosts up on this podcast. It's just... Uh, with all the social distancing and all the uh, madness going on in the world, really can't get together to do too much. I mean, we can try and do a Zoom sometime with uh, some uh, guests, but we'll see. We will certainly see. <laughs> Rabies shots for the Easter Bunny, of course. family. We all want our family for Christmas. Isn't that, uh, isn't that the moral of the story of this year? We all just want our families for Christmas. Nobody wants to have a Christmas home alone. Here, uh, have a tic-tac. Uh, don't, uh, Spoil your dinner. And then the Honda that stalls. And here comes the song that won an Academy Award by good old John Williams. And it's one of the, this whole soundtrack and whole movie gets you in the spirit of the holidays. Clearly. But, I mean, you could listen to the soundtrack and not even watch the movie, and it would still get you in the mood for the holidays. Not because so much the Christmas music, but just the way it's orchestrated and done and that's just shown a testament to what John Williams can convey through his music. And when that man goes, it's going to be a very sad day because he's done a lot for films. And you don't have Star Wars without his theme. You don't have Indiana Jones without his theme. You don't have Jaws without his theme. And those are all John Williams' scores. And 
if just think of all these movies from the 80s, 90s, even the 70s and how you always remember the the soundtrack, you know. Always the theme, say Harry Potter movies. You wouldn't have the Harry Potter theme without John Williams. <laughs> Sorry about the cough. Now, even though this part of the movie sets up a pivotal moment in the film and kind of the redemption phase, it's literally the slowest part of the film for me, and it's not one of my favorite parts. But it leads into my favorite part. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's pivotal to the story. I mean, he gets to see that old man Marley isn't the scary shovel slayer he seems to be, and kind of realizes that, you know, maybe he should behave and be better. Same with Mr. Marley. He, uh, you know, should be more grateful for what he has and his family and and he's just a soft-spoken old man I don't know why they would ever think he would be scary He would have been such a good Santa, too. We've all been there. I mean, we all wanted to get away from our family when we were younger. But we all loved them in the end, you know? It's like... No matter, you know, how bad things got or how much you disliked family, you always wanted them there because they were family. And see, like, I would love to do, like, a prequel about some of these characters or even just, like, write a backstory. 
Yeah. No matter what you do, nothing's too scary. Yeah, do that, Mr. Marley. Ditto. <laughs> and you could you could still get beat up for that I used to get beat up for homemade shirts alright Carol the Bells favorite Christmas song ever and then of course setting the traps which is the best well it's it's one of my favorite songs on the uh, soundtrack and the scores I mean it's just it's, it sets the mood for the rest of the movie so you've been invested in the movie for over an hour and 12 minutes 13 minutes sorry and you finally get to what the movie's all about. Oh, timer's going off. And boop. Timer's going on on his house as soon as he hits the stairs. <laughs> Have to defend it. Was it Kevin's battle plan? Micro machines. Water to cover the stairs. <sighs> Eater for the handle. Tar for the roof. Oh, God, that would hurt. So those are actually made out of, well, those right there are the real ones, but when uh, Marv actually steps on it, it's sugar glass, which still hurts, uh, but is much safer to uh, walk on. 
So as I said already, on Super Nerd 2.0, I'll be watching other Christmas movies to celebrate the season. I'll be doing Twitch streams, uh, and even some of those for charity. Even the glasses behind them have red and green ornaments in them. And even the ones to the right of the shot glasses have ornaments in them. They just thought of everything in this movie. Like, I love watching this movie because you can just spot more and more things. I mean, I noticed before. Santa Claus and his elf. <laughs> oh, man. A BB to the wee wee. That would hurt. <laughs> God. Oh, I wonder what, how much he wanted to just call him every name in the book. And the only animated part of the movie that uh, was hand-drawn, the BB. These stuntmen are amazing. I think it was because of this movie that the stuntman's union was like pretty much formed to take care of them. Like this pretty much kicked it off. Uh, it's like the Three Stooges almost, but more slapstick. Ugh. Now, there's a few moments in this movie that just really get me to laugh. Like this part, the, the camera starts bouncing because the cameraman started laughing when he noticed that the uh, crowbar was going to fall off. Also, there is no basement to this house. <laughs> as funny as this is all just a facade and a set piece. I'm going to break the, the door open. I'm going to break the 
spawning and oh it's it's unlocked oh jeez I mean look at that they got like Christmas lights and plants all over like those are some dead plants that's probably why it smells in the freaking basement all those dead plants Uh, this always frightened me as a kid, like, even just getting hit in the face with a, <laughs> a good old iron. Oh my god. If it were only that perfect. So just pretty much a live-action cartoon when it comes to them. Ugh, man. Ugh, oh, that would hurt so bad. I think Harry gets the worst. He gets burned on the hand, and then he gets burned on the head. I mean, Marv gets pretty bad here. Oh, yes. Oh. But the thing is, it only goes barely into his foot. If he would have, like, actually, like, gone all the way through, then that would have been, like... Oh, I guess it goes deeper than I thought. Oh. Bottom of the foot would be bad, but like in between the toes, like that little webbing, oof, that would hurt. What's kind of cool is about how this effect was uh, accomplished um, in the movie is the Pepper's Ghost effect. Uh, so this goes off. There is a mannequin head or something that the flame is blowing. So it's a piece of glass. It's like plexiglass. So it was. So you can get that great shot of Pesci's face. <laughs> That's how my hair looks right now. A little bald spot, a little patchy. Real feet, real feet. And in just a little bit, you'll see some fake feet that, uh, that Marv wears. So here are the fake feet. These things are just atrocious. And then it switches to real feet as soon as he gets into the house. He looks like a freaking hobbit. Even the paintings on the wall have red and green. You just duct tape it up to the wall. As an adult now, that's just got to do murder to the paint. Alright. So here comes the sugar glass. Now the ornaments are 
the fake glass. Um, it's oh man, working with sugar glass, it it hurts still. Dress like a giant bird or chicken. Sorry, giant bird, chicken, same thing. Thirsty for Moa and micro machines. I mean, granted, if there were a bulky of them, bulk amount of them, that might be possible, but I highly doubt it. Be enough traction underneath them that you would uh, would be perfectly fine. You probably wouldn't slip. to uh, step away for a little bit. So. Name's Murphy. <laughs> so yeah, we're almost done with the movie, which is crazy. What's funny is when you listen to the soundtrack, this part that comes up, you can almost pinpoint when it goes onto his face and he screams. And this would totally be me. <laughs> this part cracks me up because the fake spider that's on Joe Pesci is just like so massively huge and like plastic and rubbery looking that, you know, anybody could tell that that's not a real spider. And here comes Big Fake Spider. Uh -huh. Just that face. <laughs> crap out of him. <laughs> and here comes the second worst stuntman. Clearly not Macaulay Culkin. Person's probably in their 30s or 40s. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Calling the cops from a treehouse. Yeah. I wonder how he discovered he could do this weird little line. <sighs> I don't even think those would cut through that rope. And here we go with more Three Stooges type antics. Into the wall. These guys would be dead by now with all the injuries they've accrued. You know, the older I get, the more I want to know how much a mortgage on that house would be. How much electric bill, <laughs> how many square footage. All sorts of fun stuff. You know, that's that's all part of getting old. You think more about what his parents do and the amount of money they make. And, you know, I want a house like that. Whereas when you're a kid, I want like I want to be like heaven. I want to make crap. I want to make traps and catch bad guys and save the day. All sorts of fun stuff. So yeah, this is a set that was in uh, the high school. It's actually a pool. That's how they're able to have all the water in. They're just mirrored. Do they look like they got more injuries on their face now? <laughs> like, here's old man Marley, and then the person coming up and attacking them isn't old man Marley. It's a horrible stuntman with a wig and a fake beard. In fact, of when uh, Pesci had Clay Culkin's hand in his mouth actually bit him. Kind of delayed. He called them a while back and it seems like a little time has passed. And now they're showing up. Well, he's not there. I like how old man Marley's like, what's good you home? And he literally lives across the street. <laughs> What's funny is in this one, he's trying to spell wet bandits, and uh, Harry just hates him for it. But in the second one, he's actually correcting him on how to spell. <laughs> Shows you how much their relationship has come.
Y en el sequel. <laughs> we can all admit the first two of these films are pretty good. Uh, I haven't really watched the third one or any of the other ones, but I plan to to do research for this podcast, so we'll see. Unless you just know exactly how bad the like fourth and fifth ones and 900th ones are. Recently just uh, had John Candy Day in Canada for what would have been his 70th birthday, which is crazy. No, but I left her at a funeral call once. that's actually really snow I think that's one of the only mini scenes in this movie that has actual snow I know that when they came back from Christmas break there was actually some uh, snow going on so it might have been an actual snow day or that or the blowers and potato flakes are doing their magic it's definitely potato flakes out the window there It's got to be cold in that house. You don't have a fireplace going. I don't even know if that thing has central heating. I know they have the furnace down. Wait till that thing to shut up and it closed. And look at how beautiful that is. Green front door to go with the rest of the Christmas thing. Even the bricks on the house are kind of reddish and green. I never even noticed that. Is very reminiscent of uh, 
what he would do in um look as i said if we ever lose john williams or when we lose john williams we're gonna lose a national treasure that man has given us so much I know this thing came, like, seems like it's become a John Williams appreciation podcast. It kind of has. I mean, he puts you in the Christmas spirit with the music. But the movie also puts you in the Christmas spirit. As I said, it's the first. This is the first of many holiday movies I'll be watching this month. Where's Uncle Frank and Fuller? And where's Frank? Well, Frank is the one that planned all this. To get the insurance money. But the robbers failed. Hmm. Milk, eggs, fabric softener. That's it. Eating rubbish. Watching garbage. You know, the usual. <laughs> Doesn't know how to tie a shoe. You know, I feel like they shut this in order because he actually looks a little bit older by the end of the movie. So, because kids just grow up in a blink of an eye. And how did he clean up all the stuff before the family came home? I mean, the paint cans still have to be up there. And the treehouse is a mess, and I mean, this all happened the night before, and all that took a lot of planning. I mean, the tree was perfectly fine. It's like, does Kevin have a cleanup crew? <laughs> we need these answers. Did he clean up all the stuff? Did he just leave? Because if you look at the tree, oh, the ornaments are by the tree. Windows closed, and cops come and help? I mean, do they have a maid service? All these answers and more. I will find them and I will figure out these answers because those are some unanswered questions in the movie. <laughs> how, how did the traps disappear? Are his parents going to be pissed that he ruined the pot and all that? And that is the lovely end of Home Alone from 1990. I appreciate you guys watching it with me. Hopefully this commentary has been fun. You've had some entertaining facts and entertaining, I don't know, just fun watching this with me and appreciate it. Once again, uh, I'm Stephen Montfort and this is the Home Alone cast. Um, now coming uh, upcoming projects we have coming up. Well, we have uh, Super, Nate, Super Nerd Sanctuary. 
uh, has a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, we're currently in the process of writing and uh, pre-production on a podcast that's probably going to premiere sometime this winter, probably more or less after uh, the holidays, called uh, Winter Fables or Fables from a Winter Stable. And it's uh, all about uh, Santa and his adventures and just Christmas stories all together that don't really necessarily take place on Christmas, but kind of like lead up to the events and after and before all sorts of cool just stories. And the first uh, two episodes are being recorded as we speak and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a long process. So hopefully it'll be out by the end of the year, but if not, definitely the beginning of next year. Um, Super Nerd 2.0 has kind of been on a hiatus, but we're going to do some more episodes talking about all the movie stuff that's coming up, especially uh, like different things that are going to streaming service and movies that are just kind of bumping around everywhere. And then, of course, in 2021, when all those movies start coming out, then, yeah, that uh, podcast will be pretty much bi-weekly. But as for now, this podcast, the Home Alone cast, uh, we're going to be... Uh, doing our next episode, which is probably going to be talking about Home Alone 2 or doing another watch along of Home Alone 2. And, uh, you know, maybe even the other movies. I'm not going to do watch along of those. I'm pretty much just going to watch them and give my thoughts and reviews on it. As I said, from time to time, we'll have guests pop in. We'll have probably uh, my lovely uh, co-host and girlfriend uh, pop in every once in a while and even my kid might chime in here every once in a while. But uh, as I said, going to try and have some guests on this uh, show and try and have a lot more uh, fun and more insights coming along about the Home Alone movies and products and just even product reviews. I have the Home Alone game I have yet to play, but uh, you know that's, that's on the agenda and I'll even give a review about that. So once again, thank you for listening, guys, and thank you for almost killing two hours with me. Uh, I know it's probably got some uh, silent spots in the commentary, but, you know, this is my first time doing a watch-along, and it's a lot of fun. As I said, it's one of my favorite movies. And thank you for the in- listening to the inaugural first episode of the Home Alone cast. Uh, we aren't, uh, we don't have any sponsors yet, and we don't really have any... Uh, complete affiliation with disney or 20th century fox we're just doing this for fun um but i will admit the uh opening song is by august burns red that's who did the cover um as i said we're just doing this for nonprofits, so hopefully it doesn't get a copyright strike or anything like that but uh, we thought it was a little fun that would be a cool intro we're going to use it up until the point where we do get sponsorship and they ask us to remove it uh but other than that, guys, you know, listen to uh, this podcast as much as you want. And uh, we're going to be trying to do it as much as possible leading up to uh, Christmas and even a little bit after. So thanks again for listening and enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the rest of your year. And tis the season to be jolly. La 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 la. All right, guys, take care. See you on the next episode.